Our text this morning is taken from Isaiah 55, and we read the 8th and ninth verses. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We realize that there are two worlds. There is the physical world that we live in and the spiritual realm that is basically the universe. And we realize also that God is God, the omnipotent. He knows everything, he sees everything, And he knows exactly where you and I are today. On the other hand, we are individuals living in an an imperfect world. And we reach out and wonder where are things going. We don't know very much. We know a little bit about God enough to have faith in him. But we wish that we knew more and we long to know more. We are glad that God knows the details about us. And even though we don't know enough, we know enough to be able to reach out and uh, contact with him. Actually, it is God that reaches out to us. And we are so happy for this uh, connection that we have because we, we need the interaction that we have with God. We know that God listens. He's listening to hear what we have to say. And the words that we say, they reach heaven. They reach him, how thankful we are. And when he reaches out, he touches us. We can read here in Romans eight sixteen, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When we have this connection with God, we experience the regeneration, the change of our minds, the change of our hearts, and how we can feel this wonderful feeling of being one with him. We are children of God, children of a a, a new uh, world, And uh, we can appreciate this and we can live in this because he testifies with our spirit that we are his. It's just like the connection is made and the stream is flowing. The power is flowing down to us from God. How wonderful it is to know that we have this good connection. Uh, We... we, uh, need to know how he can help us all the time. Uh, this this year um, in Norway, there is a commemoration of a man that was born 250 years ago. People are interested in knowing more about him because he is considered to be a dynamic person that has been able to uh, initiate 
you might see an industrial innovation creating jobs for people when there was little to do and there's a lot of respect for them so he is is uh, remembered now in these days but what they don't say they don't want to know perhaps was that he was a mighty minister of the gospel and his preaching it influenced many people right up to this day actually actually he was a a farmer boy uh, lived in a godly home where they had uh, 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 devotions uh, every day and he wanted to have contact with God but something happened one day when he was out in the woods alone he had an encounter with God that changed his life completely he, he, he describes this as, as uh, something that just blew up almost. He could see the light. He could feel the presence of God in a special way. And it was really an encounter that he had with God. He's, he told afterwards, I'm actually reading the book about this. He told that for two weeks he didn't eat or sleep. So powerful was the, the, the contact that he had with God. And he was not fanatical. He was a down-to-earth man. He was what we say about a Christian, that his head and his heart are in heavenly places, but he had both feet on the ground. He lived this, and he spoke to everybody that he could. This is a wonderful thing when people like that come. And we would hope that there were more of them. We would like to be one of them ourselves, wouldn't we? We want to influence the people around us. We want to tell them about what God can do. And that's what he did. He did so fervently that he actually ran from place to place. and as he came to a house or to a meeting hall, he held a meeting sometimes uh, four or five during the day. He didn't save himself. He used what he could. But, and uh, there were many that were happy to listen to him, but not everyone. The secular authorities, they were worried about this man. This was actually about the time of Napoleon and his, uh, his life there in, in uh, France. And they were uh, afraid of an uprising of some kind. So they tried to limit his activity. But the sad thing was that also the church was against it. The bishops and the vicars, some of them at, le- at least, they wanted to stop him. And they did. They arrested him, not only once, but many times. And often they took him, they found out where he was holding a meeting, and they went right into the meeting and arrested him and put him in prison. He, he was in prison for about 20 years at different times, just because he preached the word. You talk about resistance. You talk about the devil working, and the devil uses many different methods to stop the work. 
Anyway, he died a young, quite young age, actually, but he made his mark because the gospel was preached, and up to this day we can notice what what happened there. That's it's wonderful when people get a hold of the gospel and and can change their way of speaking to to preaching the gospel, speaking about what God can do, and 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 this is something that that is needed at all times, even today. Uh, we know that in our lives, when we have had contact with God, there there is a daily life and there is a spiritual life. Sometimes we call this a dualism. And we want the Spirit of God to work more and more in our life so that uh, we can be used for God. Sometimes we have ideas, we have projects, we have things that need to be done, and that has a tendency kind of to take over our time and our thoughts and and our lives. But we want to be sure that God is able to take hold of us and use us, like this man, his name was Hans, Hans Nielsen Hauge. We want the Lord to help us to be uh, available for him. We want to use the words that he gives us instead of our own thoughts. Sometimes our own thoughts can take over a little bit too much, but through salvation, God lifts us up so we can connect with him and realize what he is, uh, wants us to say. And through sanctification, we come even, de- even deeper into his thoughts so we can realize what he wants us to say and then to speak of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, how that fills our life with the Spirit so we can be spiritually inclined in a new way. This man that I spoke about, somebody says that he experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, now this was at the end of the 1700s, before the 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 new the the latter rain gospel came along. But there have been people down through the ages that have experienced God in a special way, and this may have ha- happened uh, pretty much at the same time. Who knows? I don't know enough about him. I do know that he lived a holy life that he lived for God. And we had a sister in Stavanger that came to God as a young girl. She was only 18 years old, and she was so heartbroken. When she came to church and heard the gospel, she came forward to the altar. She prayed and was uh, was saved, a wonderful uh, experience of salvation. But those that were around her, they said, Keep on uh, uh, praying, give your life to God, consecrate yourself. And she did. And in the same prayer meeting, she was sanctified. And then they said, why don't you just continue? Pray to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she did. And she was baptized that very same night. God is able to do things like that. Sometimes we say there is a, a time of, of maturing and, and understanding more of the gospel. But if we go for it, 
God can give us what we need. It's a wonderful thing because that is what the world needs also. Thank God for that. He gives us these experiences and uh, you might say that our thoughts are uh, our daily life it moves from the flesh towards the spirit and that's what god wants us to do he wants us to be filled with the spirit he wants us to have deeper things as we uh, hear about in in the, the bible the the deeper things of god we read here where um paul the apostle wrote to the corinthians uh, when he said but god hath revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth all things yea the deep things of god that is a wonderful thing to be able to understand and and receive the deeper things of God. Sometimes we wonder why it takes such a long time. I do. I, I realize more than more and more how, how much I need to know about these things, how much deeper I need to get in the gospel. And when we look uh, in the, in the Bible, we, we read about different personalities. One of them that we love so much is Peter. He's a, he was a wonderful man. He was emotional. He was outgoing. He was outspoken. Perhaps not always too good, but at least he, he loved the Lord. He wanted to do what was right. And, uh, but sometimes his thoughts were not deep enough. He needed to learn, as we all do. We read about the time when Jesus started telling about uh, the, the, how he was going to suffer and die. And he actually told about that he would r r rise again. But Peter didn't get it all. He felt that this was too much. And he took hold of Jesus and, and rebuked him and says, this, this can't be. That's when, that's when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. It was not Peter that was Satan, but Satan was working through him. And, and the Satan has so many methods. He, he works through so many. I mentioned that the church, the bishops, and the, and the, the priests or vicars. And uh, the Satan can work through us, actually. He worked through Peter if we allow that to happen. But we know that we can check ourselves. God can help us to be spirit-filled and not filled with ourself, our own thoughts, our own ideas. Again, a little bit later, Jesus, this was just before he was going to suffer, to suffer, the Last Supper. He took a basin of water and knelt down before the, the, the disciples as a servant and started washing their feet. I'm sure they were astonished, all of them. They didn't really know what was going on. Here was Jesus, their, their master, the, the, the one that they looked up to, uh, was doing this. And when he came to Peter, he said, no, no way, you can't do this. Uh, that was a, a natural way of thinking. He respected Jesus so much that he couldn't hardly believe that that he was going to do the work of a, a lowly servant. 
But Jesus said to him, if I don't do this, you have no part in me. And that checked uh, Peter right away. He, that was not what he wanted to experience, to be left out. So he said, do it. Wash everything, my head and my hands and my feet. But Jesus told him, if you just do what I ask you to do, that's enough. And that's enough for us. God doesn't expect more of us than we are able or willing to do, but he wants us to follow him. And we want to follow him through our thoughts. As we read here, uh, his thoughts are so much higher than ours. If we keep walking on the surface, then we don't get anywhere. But God wants to lift us up. He wants us to take part in the wonderful thoughts that come from him. And we're so happy that this is the case. He, he wants us to think spiritually. He wants us to live and walk and follow him in spirit. Uh, Paul wrote to the, about this in Galatians. I thought I had, yes, here it is. He said, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And then you can add, let us think, let us talk, let us listen as the Spirit would like us to do. That is what we want to know. And we're so happy that God can help us to have a perfect heart that we heard about in, in the Scripture reading. That is necessary. Uh, no, it wasn't a Scripture reading. It was, excuse me, that was here. It's a scripture that I had uh, found uh, earlier, and it came back to me. It says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Yeah, there's a wonderful thing to have a perfect heart. You know, Peter wasn't perfect. You and I are not perfect. We do things, we say things that we, maybe we shouldn't say. But if we have a perfect heart, then God will help us. That is a wonderful thing. We can deep, we can dig deeper, get down to the, the basics and the things that are so important, and God will help us. We, we, uh, we heard again in, well, okay. Uh, I, uh, I feel that we have so many reasons to be thankful that God will help us on the way. He will help us to think right. He will help us to act right, to speak right. And all of this is something that we can use in our daily life. How wonderful it is to be a disciple. How wonderful it was for Peter and all the other disciples to be together with Jesus for three and a half years, to see what he did, listen to what he had to say. But a time came when they were on their own and they, they were discouraged to start with. But the Lord met them, lifted them up. He helped them along the way. And then they experienced the wonderful experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost when the Spirit came down and filled them. And then Peter was a different man. Then he knew what he could say. And uh, he spoke and people listened 
and he had a, a strong influence. And we that are here today and listen to or can read what he can, he has written. It's, it's wonderful. It, he, he is so deep and we appreciate him. He had a lot to learn. So do we. But we are learning and we want to have the will to learn. I would say if you are here today and feel that what we are talking about is a little foreign, that you haven't really experienced this, uh, this connection with God and this filling. God has this for you, for us all today. And we're so happy that we can be a part of this and God can help us in so many ways. I can remember when I was a, a young boy, a young man, I had my ideas, I had my desires, there were so many things I wanted. I remember uh, getting a little older, I, I saw Vigdis, and I, uh, I, I was emotionally uh, possessed by that. And uh, when I came to my dad, I, first I asked her if, uh, if she would be willing to take a ride in in a car with me, in my car. And she said, yes, I was happy. So I went to my dad and asked him if I could uh, borrow his car. And his answer was, oh, I thought you were going to be a Paul. Well, I hadn't thought that thought. I wasn't mature enough to think that. He, my father himself, was 50 years old before he got married. I, he, he was a, a Paul for 50 years at least. But then my mother came along. But anyway, we, we got married and we've had a wonderful life. 55 plus years, God has blessed us. God had a different thoughts for me than my father had. But he has blessed anyway, and I'm so thankful for that. We can, we can walk in faith. We can walk in the Spirit as we live in the Spirit. We can follow him, and he will bless us. We're going to close this meeting now, and we're going to sing the song number 591, and the altar is open for prayer. <laughs>